I can't do it. Oh, I kind of did it, but it wasn't. We sound, we sound like the world's drunkest horse going across <laughs> our I didn't know you were starting. Okay, here we go. Joe fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) And then Taylor's going to be the one going like, guys, why was a three-hour-long episode? Right, exactly. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for All-Star Season 2, Episode 3, titled Herstory of the World. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined by two Power Bottom co-hosts. <laughs> From the podcast Dubious Intent, please say thank you to Daniel J. Brewer. Thank you. Thank Hi, you, Joe Batance. Thank you very much. Uh, I am... Uh, I am here. I am ready. I am, uh, however I need to be ready, I'm ready. Whatever, you know, if you, if you stay ready, then you don't have to get ready. Well, yeah, that's why I always like Daniel Brewer. He is a man. When you call him, he comes to arms. He's always ready to do any sort of podcasting need. Pod- Wait, is there a podcast? Wait, do we need to record another podcast? I'm, I'm game, Joe. Let's do well, yeah, the, let's do uh, podcast at once. Let's do the cucumber and pickle recap or whatever the fuck that thing was. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that show. I have no idea. Was it about an old man who dates a young guy and he gets his heart broken? I thought it was about a young guy who became, uh, he was an alcoholic and became pickled over his years. That's what the, you know, the, the cucumber to pickle reference was about. I could be wrong. Though. Oh. So it's it's it's, a, it's, a, it's either my my relationship or your relationship. <laughs> exactly. Our failed relationships. It's one of our failed relationships. All right. And from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Try this one on for size. Taylor, the latte boy. I like to refer to us as the two power bottom co-hosts, not just two random power bottom co-hosts. Oh, that's true. Like, do we do we have like special powers like the like the Wonder Twins? So it's like power bottoms activate. Like, uh, do we do anything? Yes, only we don't touch fists. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Oh, I don't even want to think about what you guys. That is so gross. Thank God. Form of a donut. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. Form of bicycle spoke. <laughs> Shape of a lazy Susan. Wow. Form of a balloon knot. <laughs> this has just gone off the rails here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I brought this. I I, I now am questioning my my. I don't know. What? How are you, Taylor, by the way? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> this week, the girls perform a group, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's try that again. This week, the girls perform a group lip sync challenge and walk down the runway in their best future of drag couture. Detox and Alyssa were named the winners of the challenge, while Ginger Minge and Katya were placed in the bottom two. Questions are raised about who will follow the agreed upon elimination strategy as the girls wait. For Detox and Alyssa to go head-to-head in the Lip Sync Challenge. Alyssa is named the winner of the challenge, and she sends Ginger back home. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Let's start with you, Taylor. I would say this episode, they couldn't keep going at the height at which they were going, and this episode felt like a little bit of a drop to me. 
Um, I, that being said, I, that being said, that's the other, that's the subtitle of our podcast. Subtitle of our show. Um, I think there were definite, a couple of things that I really enjoyed about it, but for the most part, it almost felt like a regular season episode. And I didn't like that, especially compared to the previous two that had really big things happen on it. This one just kind of felt, eh, it could have, this could have kind of been any season episode. I have a I have a theory that I want to hear Daniel's thoughts first, but I actually have a theory about this episode, believe it or not, that I got while watching it. Daniel Brewer, what were your thoughts on the episode? As I said in my uh, award-winning solo show the other night, oh, uh, by the way, good job. I really liked it. <laughs> no, I'll yeah, it later. No, I just I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel like I didn't feel like this was an All Stars challenge. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, you you have these are All Stars. There's no question that they can lip sync and dance. It's like push them. Give give them a, an actual challenge instead of just playing to their obvious strengths. So, I this this you know as you know Daniel, we have to watch. Well, you and I, Taylor watches it once, but you, I definitely have to watch the show multiple. Taylor, do you watch the show multiple? Times? I watch the sh- I watch the show a second time today. I can't oh, watch which it. I normally don't. iTunes won't let me watch it, guys. Okay, guys, but- iTunes won't let me watch it. Okay, first of all, I don't talk with vocal fry like that when I'm texting. <laughs> Secondly, it did eventually let me have it, and then I watched it again tonight. I watched the runway, and I watched the musical performance again. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I watched it like three, four times, and I listened to it. And, uh, every episode is like I'm studying the Torah. But anyway, one, <laughs> of the th- one of the things that struck me about knowing the episode, knowing how it works, and knowing also – that there was something unusual about this all-star season. If you remember a year ago, the drag queens appeared on stage at the MTV Awards with Miley Cyrus. They had to take a break during production to give them a couple of days to do that, to go, you know, to rehearse and to do the performance. So what I noticed is the queens showed up with dresses, you know, they were told, bring this dress. They showed up. If you think about it, you could watch it. They could do the whole episode, and they did the whole episode in a day. There's no mini challenge. The maxi challenge is the lip sync, which they probably got that first two set, the, the words memorized. They choreographed it, did it, and then did the runway, um, and they did it in a day. And then that gave them a couple of days that they needed to do so what uh, you're saying, awards. So what you're saying is, all right, so knowing ahead of time that they need to bring a dress, which we found out from Katya's YouTube channel, uh, yeah. we were confirmed on that. So – Knowing ahead of time that you have to bring this dress, that probably when they got there and were sequestered, they were probably given the music and like, on like, here, you're, you're going to be singing Eve's part. So learn the words to Eve's part while you're sitting in here bored out of your mind. So the yeah, only thing, the only thing they had to learn that day was just the choreography. They already exactly. knew the words. They already had the outfits. They just needed mm-hmm. to learn the choreography. Yeah. And they also could have, in some sort of production trick, done the choreography a couple of days before in the middle of another episode or, you know, they, they didn't have to. There were there was several there were several times in that dance number where things appeared that I kind of felt like they were started and stopped. Like mm-hmm. when when Helen of Troy shows up with an electric guitar, that electric guitar wasn't on stage, and I didn't see Fifi go get it. So I'm you know it's like I don't know if that was a if that was a camera trick where they cut and then they you know brought in the prop and then they play you know what I'm saying. I um, noticed that too with Ginger when Ginger did her thing, which kind of came from the back out of nowhere, and then when Katya did her thing, she, where is it? You you kind of I would be interesting to go back and watch it again to see where if there are parts where they kind of wander off stage waiting for their for their big cue. I'd be curious as to what the other queens that they if they gave them all the information ahead of time, they would have had to have told the other the other contestants that left. This is they what did. you're doing. Okay, Tatiana do you know? Was supposed to be Joan of Arc. 
Okay. Or no, no, Lady Die. It was supposed to be Lady Die, and then they switched it to Tatiana. Was supposed to be Joan of Arc. So Tatiana was originally Lady Die, and then went to Joan of Arc. Well, okay. And what about Adore and Coco? Oh, I don't know. Adore okay. was going to be Adore, and uh, <laughs> Adore was. Know. Oh no, no, I do know Adore. Adore was going to be. Um, oh no, that was. I don't think that was for Snatch Game. For Snatch Game, Adore was going to be. Um, well, I can't remember her name. The artist with the eyebrows, Mexican artist, Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she was for the lip sync challenge. Who knows? But Adore had a character as well. The, anyway. the, the song is such that it's very segmented so that they could, uh, it is, they could have it other is, and, and it's kind of question, you know, it's like those are really kind of random women throughout hers. Like, I don't know that I would, if I was making a top 10 list of the badass women in history, I don't know that half of those would have been on it. Well, also, one of the, we're, we're not, you know, we'll talk, let's talk about it when we get to, the, we don't talk about the challenge officially, but let's move on. Okay. When we, we, I do want to come back to the Ava Peron song, which I don't think is an Argentine uh, rhythm. <laughs> I think that's a Brazilian, like, samba. It was, yeah. but, it was a Madonna um, joke. That was all it was. It was a Madonna joke. It was a walking well, then, Madonna but then, joke. Later on, Rue says, Lady Dye's really the only person we have, um, we have, uh, knowledge of what she looked like. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. No, there's yeah. a ton of knowledge <laughs> of what Ava Peron looks like. <laughs> What she meant uh, was, is she was, a, in other words, the Princess Die was contemporary in everyone's life that, like, you know, we were all saw her on TV and saw her. It's like Ava Perone, we all knew who she was after when they made the movie, you know, when they made the play or whatever. It's like, but, uh, I don't know. Or the musical. That's God, what, you don't well, call that's it's the not play. A play. Scott will go nuts. Here's the thing is, I, I don't think that your typical American knew who Ava Perone was until then. I listened to the soundtrack all the time. Yeah. You mean the I original just, cast just, recording? Anyway. I just, want, I just want to get an email from Scott. That's all. <laughs> I just want, I just want to watch the one tear roll down his cheek as he's driving, listening to the show and hears me say soundtrack. You know, it would be great if they, if it would happen when, um, Adore was still on the show, show and could have been like, there goes our Adore. So young. She left our show. Well, you like Jonathan Price's understudy because you sing as well. Anyway, um, uh, spoiled and da da da. Okay. It, back in the workroom after Tatiana's elimination, Alyssa, oh, Alyssa, back in the workroom after Tatiana's elimination, Alaska is asked to explain her charge. Can I ask you what was the determining factor for you? Sure. Roxy and Tatiana both floundered in the snatch game. But Tatiana did not bring it on the runway in the way that Roxy does. Thank you. Yeah, girl. Katya? Can we ask who you were going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I chose Tatiana <laughs> as well. For the same reason that Alaska just said, Roxy slayed the runway. Slayed. Slayed. I feel like in this instance, it was a lot easier to be objective about it. Yeah. Okay, so we've just heard their logic. Daniel Brewer, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, That was fine, right? I mean, I... I'm going to stick by my guns. I'm going to say that it was very easy for them to stick with the the nice person strategy that they had all like the the non-confrontational strategy. We'll call it that the 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 non-confrontational strategy of just whoever the judges single out. That'll be the one that we go for. It was very easy to do in this case because none of them have been on tour with Tatiana. None of them are like best friends with Tatiana. And, uh, you know, even though they may like her, they don't have the same kind of relationship they have with Tatiana that they do with the other girls. Okay. Taylor, I, I still disagree with that. I mean, as far as that goes between Roxy and I don't understand why they're saying that Roxy slayed. I, I, it just seemed kind of like a boring latex dress to me. And between the two, between that and Tatiana, I know that we talked about last week, her look being a little more on the nose, but I, I like, I liked that look more. 
I think it's one of those I things like, that I it's like, like look more. yeah, I think black leather just doesn't show up well on, on TV, you know, like even in HD, it just doesn't show up well. The lights kind of get absorbed into it and stuff. It's like, I think there's Ray-tex. all whatever it is, but I'm just saying there's yeah. a, there was a lot of detail. It's kind of like on home improvement when they stain some piece of wood and they're all like ranting and raving about how great it looks when it's stained, but on film, you know, oh, on, you on the actual like TV actual home improvement, not the, yeah. show, not the show with Tim Allen. Right. But, uh, like on the HGTV or whatever, when you see, like, you know, we stain this front door or whatever, and it looks like shit on camera, but everyone's there is like going, oh, that looks great. I think the detail of the, of the staining is so, you know, it's, it's even beyond what the camera is picking up. And I think it's the same thing here. It's like there's shades inside, you know, black on black. There's a lot of shades and detail that if you were there in person, you would, would be much more stunning than if you saw it on TV. I've had a Falcon video where a bunch of guys stained a door called Home Improvement. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Falcon Video to, Pack 14. I went track to the number Eagle nine. on Friday. Track number Eagle nine on the, uh, the, the, uh, bodyguard soundtrack. I'm sorry, Joe. I stepped on your. Now he's going to take a drink. I know. I'm done. Um, no, say what you're going to say. No. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, you know, it's one of these things where I, I'm a big fan, not necessarily a fan, but I do, like I told you, my big problem with the door is she didn't hold up to her end of the contract. I'm a big fan of contracts and they made a, a casual contract in the workroom and they stuck to it with Tatiana. Once. They, they, you can't say stuck to it. They followed it one time. Well, I think there are people who were committed to following it except for Yeah, one no, I'm not in, I'm not in any way, shape or form saying there aren't people that were committed to following with it, but I think calling it a tradition or a contract or anything along those lines, it was like, it was a conversation in the workroom that was heavily edited. I even made a comment. If you go back to our show where we played that, I said, there's pieces missing here because what we don't know, we're not hearing what kind of weight they're going to put on the runway as opposed to the challenge. And then what we heard was one, one line off in the distance, like going, well, whatever the judges say, okay. And then Alyssa said something like, well, the, what the, then whatever the judges say, then it settled. But it's, it's like, all Alyssa. We'll but, get to that. but my point is, is that we don't know what the rest of the conversation around that. If I'm an editor for this show, if I'm a, if I'm a story editor for the show, I'm absolutely including those clips of Alyssa saying that if whatever the judges say do, because it's going to play up to the drama of this episode, this coming up where Alyssa has now done something that Fifi and Roxy believe is against, you know, some kind of signed in blood contract, which I don't believe I'm getting ahead of myself. Please uh, continue. The next day, RuPaul walks in the room to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Ladies, for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be performing a lip sync extravaganza that salutes the baddest bitches in herstory. Hashtag herstory of the world. Now, ladies, you'll be performing together, but you need to do whatever it takes to steal the show. So don't fuck it up. Okay, you know, I don't have it here in the script, but actually let's talk about uh the main stage challenge because we're we're going to go to the runway looks and then we're going to go to the rest of the episode. So, uh, I'm just going to do this casually kind of. Uh Taylor, what were your thoughts on the main stage challenge? I've seen ones that I enjoyed more. I definitely think the bitch perfect. I definitely enjoyed more. I think um Trying to think of that. I liked the airlines one. That's that was Glam- I think Glamazon Airways. Glamazon Glamazon Airlines. That that's one that I like. This one just was. There were parts of it that I liked. There were parts of it. The the Fifi part went on way too long with the screaming and the and the weird faces. Um, the the Katya's stuff. I'm sure we're going to talk about at a later point, but it just seemed very tacked on at the end, and 
But then there were... You can talk about it now. We're not going to talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought the Kachi part was tacked on at the end. It just seemed when you had everybody else seemed to have a lot to do, Kachi just kind of stood there with her hands clasped. Um, I also... On Lady Die, I wonder why. Yeah. Because I know you like the one where they fly. Yeah, but it's like, what is she supposed to do? What, what real kind of... I mean, keep in mind... Well, she could try. No, no, no. Keep in mind, they had choreographers. They had people giving them the choreography for this for Michelle to say, this seemed really solemn. It's kind of like, that seems more of a complaint against the choreographers than it does against what Katya was doing. It made you really want to cry. <laughs> um, I also think that if we're going by what they showed, I don't think that... Ginger should have been in the bottom two. Um, I think that honestly, I think Detox should have been in the bottom two. I Detox did not seem to be able to keep up with the lip sync, and I thought her costume was horrible. And I was a little surprised when they said that she was one of the top two. Okay, Daniel, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I think the the Katya thing was completely, as I said on the solo show, I, I think that was that was unfair, right? It, it's a as as an email of ours will point out later in this show. Uh, or, or maybe on Taylor's solo show this week, depending on whether we get to that email or not. It's like, Lady Diana is a tragic figure. It's just like, I don't know how you don't do that, Solemn. We all remember the fact that she died in a fucking car wreck. And it's just like, it's yeah. like, how do you, you don't come out and, you know, what, like put blood around the collar or something? It's just like, you know, it's like there's, it, she was, she was given the choreography from the two, you know, guests, choreographers that were there. So you really can't fault her. If you don't like the choreography, that's not her. That's somebody else. If you feel it was solemn, well, it was kind of, you know, one of the slower numbers inside the thing. Well, she didn't sing that, right? She's just lip syncing it. So, you know, and even RuPaul, like how many times do we hear RuPaul say, well, in someone's defense, but we almost never hear that. And they, they included that in there, like saying like, well, in Katya's defense, Blah, blah, blah. And then we also found out later that they had switched on, you know, characters on her at the last minute. But yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, Katya deserved to be in the bottom two at all. If, if I had to pick a bottom two there, I would have picked, um, I would have picked Fifi and I would have picked, uh, well, I, I, I still would have picked Ginger. Okay. I, 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 I think I'd write bottom two. Just, I, okay. Well, if I can just say one thing though, with, with the Katya part, not only was it solemn, Katya kind of looked angry through it. It, it, and I get that she's pissed because of the way Lady, you know, Diana's <laughs> life kind of went. But, but it just seemed like the part where she sort of flips off the, flips off the panel. It just, there, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. But that, it wasn't, that's the song, right? That's the song. I, like, I get that. Know. But I mean, you know, Ginger talked about fucking a horse, but still did it with, you know, right. Humor again, and enthusiasm. Again, Katya didn't make up the choreography. They gave her uh, I the know. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. I, it's just, it was just a weird, it just, and the fact that it was sort of the last song before the big group yeah. number, you know, when you compare it to somebody like Alaska who did Eve and did the whole Britney Spears thing and hit all the choreography and was very sexy while she was doing it and all that. It just was like a, just, just this weird letdown at the end. And I, I don't know that she should have done, she should have been in the bottom two for that. Now we'll get to a runway look, look later on. Okay. But We're let me get to it right now. Actually. Wait, before we even get to that, let me ask you this, Taylor the Latte Boy. Okay. And Joe Batanz. Sure. Or excuse me, Joe the Batanz. Um, did you, were you, did you book guys agree with the top two in that challenge? No, cause I thought detox shouldn't have, uh, no. Detox <laughs> wasn't in the top two in that challenge. Oh, in, in the challenge? No, I mean, she well, top two. Top two of the week. Yes, she, yes, was. she was. No, no, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, no, she, she was and she didn't belong there. Her, her look, her, her future look was awesome, but it, 
honestly, I would have switched her and Ginger. I thought Ginger did a better job with that. She was she was more fun to watch. I do not feel Ginger should have been in the bottom two. I feel Detox should have been in the top two. Who do you think should have been in the bottom two, Joe? Well, I want to reiterate, and I kind of agree with RuPaul here, that this is really a tough week because they're they, none, no one fucked up. No, I agree with you that. Know? Yeah, I think we can all yeah, agree it, with that. It really is like, shit, we got to nominate two people. Um, I think I'd go with Fifi and Katya. I agree with the Katya thing. And I don't think Katya did anything wrong, but I uh, I agree with it. Oh, but the problem is, no, but the problem is Fifi's future of drag look was so good. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, I, let me look at the runway looks. I can tell you. I didn't screen cap the runway look, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to do it all from your memory, Joseph. Well, I remember thinking Fee-Fi-Fo-Fum's outfit slayed me. I thought it was fantastic. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was a whole thing at the end of the last show where you were going to call someone to come in and do runway looks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I yeah. didn't even bother capturing this week because You're right. last I knew you were off recruiting, you know, some, know. some random was, eliminated someone queen. Someone wants to do it. Someone wants to do it, but someone you don't like. So moving on. So runway looks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, I actually, because I had a prep for Larry Flick's show. Mm-hmm. I don't prep for my own show. And so, uh, I do have the, I do have some things here. I could tell you Alaska, toot. Toot all the way. Loved Alaska's look. Fifi, toot. Mm-hmm. Detox, stunning, I wrote. Toot. Roxy, toot. I'm, I, all right, all right. I, now when you said, wait, hold on. When you said Alaska and Detox and Fifi, I, I can remember what their outfits were. They made an impression on me. When you said Roxy just now, I don't even remember what, she, what can you, Describe what she wore, even? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Do you want me to yes, describe it? Yes. What yeah. was it Roxy was, wearing? It was sort of, it was a silvery, like, Wonder Woman outfit <gasps> where she had big silvery hair. I did. Okay. I do remember. And the beads across it. her face. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that one. I actually like yeah. that one. Go ahead, Joe Batanz. You were at, you were Alyssa, at. Alyssa. Uh, boot. Yes. I wasn't a big fan of Alyssa's outfit, but she got high praise for it, as we'll discuss later. It's a big drama this week in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. And Katya, uh, except for the wig, I was very whatever about the rest of it. And what did you say about Ginger? Boot. Okay, boot. I would, I would mostly agree with those. Although that Alyssa outfit was, it was just so fucking over the top. It was just like, yeah, I could, that, that's crazy. That's amazing. Those platform shoes and the craziness of it all. I, I really liked it. So. I, you know what? Looking at this, I'd probably put Roxy in the bottom with Katya. Yeah. The only ones that I didn't care for. Uh, I didn't like Ginger's look at all. Uh, even if it lights up where you could see later in the episode, like the lights were broken on part of it. But, um, it's like, I just didn't, didn't care for her look at all. I thought it was really kind of thrown together crappily and I didn't like Katya's look. Um, all the rest of them, I liked them. It's like, yeah, it would, it would just literally come down. And it's not like I hated Ginger's look or hated Katya's look. It's just everyone else was so strong. It was just like, it was again, splitting hairs. So. Taylor Velate, boy, any thoughts on the runway looks? Um, okay, going through really fast. Alaska, boot. I did not like Alaska's look. Okay. Um, I thought she could have done more with it. Okay, Michelle uh, Visage. No, I, I, I'm not <laughs> commenting on the, you know, Alaska being Alaska like you talked about on your show. Oh, but I just thought, oh Jesus. Um, Ginger came out. Da- now we know what Daniel sounds like when he bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> He scares all the woods at the campgrounds. He scares yeah. all the woods. All the, yep. all the, all the, the woods the get woods. scared. 
Um, when Ginger came out, I said to my partner, I said, do you remember the midget in Total Recall with the gun? Like, that's kind of what went through my head. Um, I thought Fifi, I thought that was, that looked awesome. Detox looked awesome. Uh, I, I didn't get, who else was there? I, I thought that, uh, Alyssa looked like something out of the 80s Flash Gordon movie. Um, yes. To, uh, Roxy, I Which thought was great. Which is a great, great movie, by the way. It is a great movie, but it's, she looked ridiculous. Um, and, uh, Katya, I was really disappointed. I thought she could have done something really cool. And she kind of was doing this weird Roxy, the robot mom, space mom thing. And it just, it was disappointing. Yeah. I think Katya's could have been saved if she had come out in detox's makeup. If, if, if Katya yeah, had committed to robot that. makeup, like robot face makeup and, and, you know, without the, all the rest of the stuff being covered, uh, I think that, that I would have bought that better. Uh, but yeah, the, my one complaint that I do have with Fifi's, cause neither of you are, um, convention goers where you see a lot of cosplay. Are you, Taylor? Do you go to conventions where you see a lot of cosplay? R- rarely. I mean, I have gone and I've seen cosplay, but there are, there are certain things that you do with weapons like that, that, you know, because they're imaginary weapons. And it looked like from someone who's seen a lot of cosplay, you can send your hate mail to me. Um, it looked like Fifi was holding the gun towards herself. Like she had the butt of the gun aimed out. And the firing end of the gun, like towards her neck. It looked, you know what I'm saying? It's just the way that that gun was made or the way she was holding it made it look like it was backwards. So it's like, it didn't look like, you know, cause you usually it would be the pointed end of the gun that would be the firing point. And it's like, that was the part she had against her neck. And I was just like, well, are you, are you trying to shoot yourself? Or is, you know, it seemed like she was holding the gun backwards. I, I really liked that look. I, th- I thought that when she made the comment, she said, I want to show them the evolution that I'm not just a pageant girl anymore. I think that she hit that nail on the head. And I give her, you know, we, t- we talked about the ups and downs of my love for Fifi O'Hara and most of them are downs, but I give her props for, for that. I, I really enjoyed watching her in that. All right. All right. Any further thoughts on the runway looks? Nope. All right. Let's move on. This week, we saw a lot more of Ginger Minge who hasn't been seen much the past couple of episodes. First up. Ginger comments on her lack of presence. Um, I feel like I finally really stepped outside of my box as far as the aesthetics go. So I'm safe for the second week in a row. I felt like my snatch game was really, really strong. And I'm giving glamour toad realness. What the hell else do I have to do to get a little recognition in this jig joint? I know there's no discussion point here, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to say, when I saw that clip, the very first night, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Ginger's going tonight. It's just yep. like... <laughs> That's a that's a classic top model thing. Whenever yeah. they would show the models on top model and they would just say, I really feel like it's my time to break out from the crowd. We would look at each other and go, bitch is going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in the workroom, Ginger has surprising feelings about the quality of the competition. Coming into All Stars with a group of gals who are so larger than life and so amazing at what they do, it's a little intimidating. But I can't let that get to me. I've got to get right back in there. On the main stage, judges gave Ginger her critique for the lip sync and the runway. Up next, Ginger Minch. You should have a one-woman show on Broadway. You're a star. But there were some moments where I was like, oh, look, she's still in. And then so much she kind of faded in the background. This look is not one of my favorites. There's a whole lot of everything going on. Like, I need Ritalin to look at you right now. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Well, these light up. All these things light up. Why aren't they? They are lit up. I just didn't... Realize you couldn't see it. Oh, right. I actually quite liked it because don't take this in the wrong way. I felt like you were channeling Miss Piggy Pigs in Space. 
After being placed in the bottom two, Ginger shares her thoughts. Oh, good lord. Being in the bottom two is bad enough. Being in the bottom two against my best friend is worse. I don't like how this is going to end either way. During the workroom deliberations, Ginger has a conversation with Roxy Andrews. It's so hard because that's my best friend. I know, but I feel like if we continue to stay true to how we've been wanting to, I think it's Katya. And Katya Katya had the lowest critiques. God. Next, Ginger gets some FaceTime with Alyssa. If I were to win this lip sync tonight, why you? Well, on the personal side, that's my best friend. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be responsible for her going home. But if we're going to judge by the criteria that we had all talked about, she got critiqued on performance and on runway. I only got critiqued on runway. I also want to say that no matter which way it falls, I'll be all right with that. But I wish it was Lipsing for Your Life because, baby, I've got this fire in me right now. That's what I wanted to hear, bitch. Just as they're about to go back on stage, Ginger has a heart-to-heart with her best friend, Katya. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you what I said. Okay. Number one, you're my best friend. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me my opinion on what we've all agreed on, I got the lowest points tonight. I can't really delude myself in the face of objective criteria. Well, if this had worked in my favor with the lighting, it'd be a different story. No, but... it's still ugly. <laughs> Taylor the Latte Boy, what are your thoughts on Ginger Minj's storyline? I did not notice until right now that when she said, you're my best friend, Katya's response was, hmm. <laughs> not you're my best friend too, not I love you girl, it's hmm. Um, I, like I said before, it seems, it seemed clear at this point they were setting her up to knock her down. And I, I can appreciate the conversation she had with Alyssa as far as she said, I still have a fire. I still have, I, I want to be here compared to, as we're going to talk about with Katya's, it, it didn't make sense to me this particular, as we've talked about, it just didn't make sense. What didn't make sense? That she went home instead of Katya for this, as far as the, well, we'll get to that. Criteria. Sorry. I'm all over the place. Sorry. That's all right. Daniel. Yes. Look, it's, it, it, we're still, we are still way more cogent than a <laughs> typical episode of After Buzz TV. That's true. By the way, oh, well, let's find out what JLS wants to say about this. Uh, never mind. Let's move on. All right. Um, oh yeah. Um, we have, you know, that's a good idea, Dan. We have JLS <laughs> right here next to me. Jay, what were your thoughts? Hi guys. Anyway, no, so yeah, I was going to say this. Um, the, <laughs> I, I'm still stuck on this whole criteria. It's like, it is amazing to me as a student of psychology, how, you know, a single conversation <laughs> can get Patient. turned into, uh, you know, some kind of verbal contract or whatever. It's just like, ultimately these guys are playing a game show, right? These guys are competing against a thing. So it's like, it is, it is foolhardy to think that someone should do something that is against their best interest in winning this game just because there was a friendly little conversation on day two about like how they should handle this unique situation. Again, um, you know, as I said in my, in my solo show, and I now like to expound upon a lot of the times the judges are fucking idiots and they all say that this is, this is the entire premise of untucked, right? Is like, well, the judges run fair about that. Well, they were, you know, it's like, who though? He's like a door we later found out was actually upset over something that Raven Simonier said or something like that. And now we have the shirtless boy with the Burger King hat on saying stuff. It's just like, so like, why are we 
you know, why are you throwing your destiny into the hands of people that you're not even necessarily going to agree with? You know, uh, I totally 100% back Alyssa's choice and what she did. And I think it was very clear with her talking to Ginger that it was like, no, she, she wanted to get Ginger out for whatever reason you can, you can take it any way you want. Either a Alyssa knows that Katya is a very popular queen and Alyssa doesn't want to hurt her cred on the outside by like being the person to send Katya home. Or she views Ginger as a bigger threat to her because Ginger said at some point that she and Alyssa kind of do the same stick, which I don't necessarily agree with. But if Alyssa believes that, then yeah, why wouldn't she get rid of the, the, you know, the same kind of, uh, the same kind of a queen? Well, okay. If you're, if you're looking at it, if you're talking about it from that way, when t- I guess my problem was the fact that they, they, the way they edited those two things where Katya was very, you know, want, want, want. And they showed the thing of Alyssa saying, you know, she didn't have any fire. I don't understand why, you know, yeah, and but, then, but even wait, Ginger- let, me, let me finish, let huh? me finish. Okay. And then Ginger said the opposite. And she was like, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear that there's a fire there. If you're going from a strategy standpoint, that it makes more sense to get rid of Ginger because she's the one that wants it more and Katya will be easier pickings down the line, yeah. therefore ensuring that Alyssa will be there two more weeks versus if she got rid of Katya and then might have to fight against somebody. Right. Okay. In that way, it makes more sense to me. I guess I just didn't like the bait and switch, which you would think I would know from this point watching this <laughs> show for 10 seasons or whatever, of that they kind of set it up to where it looked like she was, they were going to send one home and then immediately went to the other one. That, that's where I guess my issue was with this. Right. I think Joe Batant said on the one-on-one with Larry Frick program, because I'm just going to say Frick now because I apparently can't pronounce words. Um, that Alyssa is like all in the season, right? Alyssa is, is out. Was it you that said that, Joe, or was it somewhere else that I heard this? It was just like Alyssa is just being. That sounds more like a Sergio line to me. <laughs> but Alyssa <laughs> is, is out there. Like she's, she's performing. She's not. She knows that the value, no, this is you. This is oh, definitely this is the, the value of being on this show is the notoriety of being on this show. And so Alyssa is absolutely playing it up at all points in time, right? She's going to get the sound bite. She's going to do the crazy stuff because those are the things that make it to air. And, you know, she's hyper aware of the fact that she is on this program and this is how her bread is buttered. And so I think, you know, this was a very smart choice. Ultimately, I would say it was a bad choice because I think that Katya is more competition than Ginger, but taken in, in the, in the mind of Alyssa Edwards, I think that that was, you know, she eliminated what she perceived to be the bigger threat. And I say kudos to her. She's playing the game. Well, I believe it was Larry Flick who pointed out that they're all, that Ginger, Katya, not sorry, not Ginger, sorry, excuse me, that Alyssa, Katya, Alaska, and a bunch of the other queens are all with producer entertainment. Yeah. Whereas Ginger is not. So that could be a big part of it too. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things, but I I I just I rail against that whole kind of like, well, they they had one conversation and now I get it from a story editing standpoint, and I get it from a you know it's going to make an interesting show where this there's conflict because God knows there hasn't been a lot of conflict. So this this is a great conflict point for the show that they all agreed to something and now someone's gone against it. However, as a human being. I hate that shit. I hate that well, shit. When I've, you when you do something one time or you don't know how to do something one time and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, that sounds right. We'll do that. And then it suddenly becomes the fucking law of the land. And it's just like, wait, this was just like a, a random compromise that we came across. So now let's, now I'm in a position where I have to do something. I'm going to think about it. You know, I feel that that's, I, I've purposely segmented that discussion for later. So let's get back to it then. But let's move on to Katya after laps. Uh, the, uh, after lip sync challenge on the runway, Katya receives her critiques on the main stage. 
Up next, Katya. I love that you took Princess Leia's bun and blew it up and made one giant hairdo out of it. Right, but I'm just not crazy about the outfit. I think it's a little too covered up. And your Princess Diana, the overall performance was a little monotone for me. It felt almost a bit solemn. But I felt that out of all the lip syncs, you were spot on. But I wish the sleeves were obnoxiously poofed like the gown was. I wish you had a 5,000 foot train. Um, also, the hair was more like Ellen DeGeneres than it was Princess Di for me. It needed to be more of that feathered back iconic look so we're not figuring it out from the lyrics. Now, in Katya's defense, Princess Diana is really the only figure that we remember what she looked like. The other characters were open to interpretation. During the workroom deliberations, Detox pulled Katya aside for a heart-to-heart. Katya, come in. I wanted to call you out over here because I just can tell that you're going through something. Are you okay? Um, in my season, I was just, like, crippled with a, you know, with fear and then this time coming here i feel like an enormous change i actually feel like a star i'm not nervous right but if you don't bring your a plus 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 game i wasn't expecting them to read so much into like the whole costuming and outfits and everything all the things they said of course made perfect sense and i'm just like fuck i honestly was not expecting this so it feels weird Katya also discussed her feelings with Alyssa. Katya, come on. My mind is racing. It's very easy for us to take one critique and run with it. But there's so many factors to take into consideration. So I'm conflicted. Do you feel if I were to win the lip sync that I should save you? I can't make that decision for you. In my opinion, I think there's so much more to you than just one challenge or maybe one runway look that didn't work. But do you think Fall Short tonight should remove you from this competition? Um... Katya is defeated, and you have to be confident. That's the disheartening part. But I see the emotion in her eyes. She wants to be here. Daniel J. Brewer, I feel you have very strong thoughts. Something tells me pro-Katya. Joe Tance, come over here. Oh, Jesus. Yes. You seem really kind of put out, Joe, like uh, maybe there's something that's on your mind that you just kind of feel like, I don't know, is there something bugging well, you? There is, Daniel. I don't even remember, if you remember this, a couple of weeks ago we got a, an email from Luke, <laughs> and he just he brought up some things that just really stuck with me, and I just sort of, I try and see myself as an objective, you know, presenter of the facts, and I it just bothers me when I feel you are just such a stand for Katya and that you d- that anything Katya does she could fucking take a shit on a baby's chest and you would still defend it okay but anything if Ginger could save all of the Jews and you would st- what <laughs> you zigged when I expected you to zag <laughs> she could save all the Jews during World War II and, and you would still criticize her for not saving the gypsies we know, Joe, Daniel. the Temporal Prime Directive forbids her from uh, fucking with the timeline, and I, as a sworn Time Lord, you know, whether I personally am for it or not, must defend the actual timeline as it was, Joe. But uh, I, I hear what you're saying, Joe, but I, I, you know, just because someone shits on a baby's chest once, does that really mean that she should go home? By the way, no reaction when I said shit on a baby's chest. <laughs> 
And then it says Ginger saves, not kills them, saves the Jews. And Taylor's like, I, you had to be shitting on a baby's chest. But once you went to saving the Jews. I, all right, was, screw I this. All right, here's the thing. I yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. It was it was edited in a very uh, a sad way. We were supposed to believe that Katya was going and uh, whatever. No, I I think that Ginger even had a, a you didn't pull that clip, but Ginger even had a a confessional moment at that point where she's like Katya, you know, just shut down when she heard, you know, she's like she's just she's convinced in her head that she's going home, and she's like she's she's got that self defeating kind of of personality, and I think that's all it was, right? She's She's like, yeah, well, all right, well, you know, we all made this decision that we would be there and, uh, you know, that we would go with whoever the judges critiqued and the judges critiqued me slightly more than they did Ginger. I also want to point that out on this whole, like, gentleman's agreement thing like that. It wasn't like Katya got slammed by the judges. It's like she got slightly worse critique from the judges than Ginger did. Ginger's like, what? Well, you, the, I can't look at your outfit without taking Ridlin, right? Remember, that was a comment, right? That was that was made towards Ginger's outfit. That's a harsh comment. And Katya's thing was like, I feel like you should uh, look more solemn. I mean, I feel that you're too solemn. And then the whole hair thing, and when they put the side by side picture of Princess Di and Katya up on the, I'm like, that's Princess Di's hair. What are you talking about? That's that looks the same. I don't anyway. Taylor the Latte Boy. I disagree. I I think that between the two, I think that between they they talked about when you consider the comments that were made about Ginger versus the comments that were made about Katya during the performance. No, and but you no. also take the, wait, the hold on, hold on. And you take the runway looks as well. The comments that were made about the runway looks for Katya and Ginger, I feel as though Katya was clearly the more harshly critiqued of the two. And therefore should have gone home. They at least had a couple of positive things to say about Ginger as far as the one, the Burger King guy saying that she should be, be on Broadway. <laughs> and there that. were other times. Jeremy and, Scott is his name. Whatever. Um, and the, the, uh, other one saying that, you know, there were times that you really came to the forefront. There were times you fell on the back. Those were positive things that were said about Ginger as compared to. Katya, they said that she looked like, you know, Lady Di. They said that she looked like Ella DeGeneres. Her dress was kind of drab. It was very somber, all that kind of stuff. And then they didn't have anything positive to say, with the exception of the hair. They didn't have anything positive about her dress or her look or anything like that. So between the two, it makes sense that Ginger was the more – now, I get what you're saying as far as the whole Alyssa thing and all that kind of stuff. But if going by that, just from a general episode, I feel like if RuPaul was the one sending somebody home – it would have been Katya this time. I really, truly believe that. I think that, like you said, Alyssa's playing the game. That's fine. I, I, just between the two, Katya, what Katya was a letdown this week. I, you know what? But I think, like last week, Tatiana did so much better in the challenge than Roxy. And, um, but then it was the runway. They just seem to have weighted the runway so much more. So it's like, if you stick with, and I don't want to call it, you know, like, oh, this is like, you know, the, this is how they do it or whatever. Cause they only did it one time. But if you're going to follow in their same faulty logic, the runway should count for more than the challenge. And Ginger got a much harsher critique about her runway looks than Wait, Katya did. Where's the faulty logic? <laughs> Just the faulty logic is saying that like, oh, they've made this contract in stuff, you know, like it, Daniel, the contract gets more say, detailed every time. Daniel, if I say we're going to do a show every single week. And we do an episode one. So episode, so we just finished the first episode of Finding Prince Charming, right? Yes. 
And then I said, you know what? Let's do this show. And you're like, you're right. And now we did episode two. Great. Because we're going to do a show every week, right? And then on episode three, I was like, meh. I think you'd be like, wait a minute. You just said we're going to do a show every no. single week. That's, 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 that's not. That's apples and oranges. Like, well, we only did that one time. No, 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 no. Faulty logic. No. Well, no. Here's the faulty logic. The faulty logic is is that we didn't hear that whole conversation. We're basing all of these uh, opinions off of a conversation that we did not hear the entirety of. It feels that's like fair. it feels like if you go back and dissect last week's episode, it feels like they decided to put more weight on the runway than on the challenge. And they decided to put more weight on the judges' critiques than than all. I believe the exact comment that Alyssa made was, "If well, things are tied, it. if things are tied, then the judges will go with the judges." And it's like, you know, uh, that was one of the comments that Alyssa made during that whole fragmented conversation. So my point is, is that the runway from the runway looks perspective, not the not the performance. Ginger got a much harsher critique on the runway looks. I have to take Ridlin to look at you. Right now, not not oh, one not single not one single person say anything good about Ginger's runway look. But, but I want to say something. Then we'll go to Taylor. Okay. But Daniel, we at a certain point. Yes, I know we are show we're a show that talks extensively about production and the edits. But at a certain point, we have to just accept what we're seeing as the reality. We may speculate as to what happens, what we didn't see, but you can't just assume because what you didn't see, well, then therefore what you want to have happen. No, 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 no. Happened. That's not true. No, that's not true. What I'm saying is, is that based on the evidence at hand, they put more weight on the runway than the challenge, right? Can you, can I at least get this? I'm sorry, Taylor. I know that you want to talk, but it Who's can, Taylor, can I at least, <laughs> can I at least get this agreement from the two of you? Tatiana did better in the snatch game than Roxy. Agreed? Uh, yes. Alaska. No, she I did, agree. she did Alaska, right? It's like Tatiana, I mean, she didn't do great in the snatch game, but she did better than Roxy. Okay. I will agree with that. Okay. Okay. And then on the I, runway, Roxy didn't get harsh critiques and Tatiana did. So it's like in that case, they were kind of, they both did bad in the snatch game, but I think Roxy really shit the bed in the snatch game. Um, you know, in that case, it feels like just from a purely evidential standpoint, not talking about editing or whatever, I'm just saying I'm accepting what they're saying at face value that they're putting more weight on the runway than the challenge. And in that case, Katya's main critiques this week were about her performance, not about her run. The runway look, they were like, yeah, I kind of wish you would have done more with this. I'm not really feeling it. But they actually told Ginger, I can't look at you without taking drugs. There's one, it was well, Carson. One person. One person. Right. And, then, Thank and you. then Michelle said, well, what the fuck? He's like, well, these light up. Well, why aren't they light up? Uh-huh. Okay. And it's like, okay, but, but that's also something out of her control. The fact that the lighting is such that you couldn't actually but see. But that wasn't, and, oh, that was Michelle's only comment. But go ahead. Well, that we okay. saw. No, that, well, that she said, I can play the clip. No, 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 no. Going back to your editing thing, it's the only comment we saw. Right. I, absolutely. No, I will agree with you there, but you just gave me this whole lecture about how we can't talk. No, we, and I'm not saying, I'm okay. not saying we should assume. I'm just saying you can't say, well, uh, the, the only thing Michelle said is this. I'm not saying what Michelle said. Michelle could have said, you were wonderful. I don't know. Daniel's leaving the show now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, no. He went to go grab a babushka all of a sudden. <laughs> I think now he's going to be. Is he what? covering the? Oh, okay. A visual wow. joke on that an audio a podcast. Long, a long way to go, friend. <laughs> I wasn't asking for you to narrate it. So, anyway. oh, because it would have made so much more sense if we didn't narrate it. Yeah. Taylor, what did uh, you have to say about this? Well, my first thought was Daniel's cat clearly disagrees with him. That was the first thing that I was yes. going to say. But Katia? also, Katia. Katia. <laughs> <laughs> but um I also think that, you know, and you just all both kind of touched on it. Daniel had brought up in his first 
uh, tirade of this section of the show. And we're he not even done with this talk. Yeah, I know, up. I know. He talked about good editing or poor editing, and I think that this is an example of poor editing and emotional manipulation on the editor's part, which I get that's all reality shows, that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. but when you clearly had it where they were putting everything, they were putting all of their stock and we're making it look like Kachi was going home. And then it's where she pulls out the ginger lipstick. It, it taking your strategy thing out of the equation, as far as watching it the first time when I watched it, mm-hmm. it pissed me off as a viewer. And I think that's what the reaction is with a lot of these people. You know, most people don't watch it three or four times like Joe does and one and a half times like I do. It, it is where you watch it the one time you think, well, that was just the wrong decision and that doesn't make any sense and it's going to create all sorts of drama. And I, I just feel like editing, this is one of these shows, this is one of these episodes where editing really kind of played a part in fucking with the heads of the listeners. And I, I it just kind of made it where the whole thing sort of left a bad taste in my mouth because of that. Because like Joe was saying, and like I was going to say, you don't know how long they actually talked about each of the outfits and they might have just picked the best zingers right. from each person. Think about week one, not to beat this dead horse, but talk about what they talked about that apparently Michelle went on and on about a door right. the first week right. and they only showed a couple parts of it. So you don't know how long it's going, it's gone on for. But we can't, we save this. But we we okay, can ahead, agree, then. we can agree that, that by and large, Katya got what was perceived to be the harsher critique because all the queens talked about it backstage. So it's like, and that, that was not a bone of contention. So no matter what we saw, we can at least accept that as fact is that the perception was, is that Katya got a harsher critique than Ginger. The, yeah. the fact of the perception. Yes. Yes. The fact of the perception though. So, so I was going to talk about this in the next segment, but we might want to talk about it now since we're kind of talking about it, which is, so there was a little bit of drama in the RuPaul drag race world in that, um, at a viewing party last week, Fifi went on stage in Chicago at Roscoe's and with, uh, she was with Tatiana actually and she spilled apparent tea <gasps> there and a bunch of stuff was said. One of the things she said was that they, that World of Wonder and Logo had taken Carson's comments for detox and put them for Alyssa and that there was manipulation of the judge's critiques. Okay. So she puts that out there. It goes, it's a firestorm in the, in the internet. Right in the subreddit and mm-hmm. in, in the in the universe. Then, as a weird kind of fuck you, World of Wonder, first time they've ever done this, released the entire critique from Carson and Jeremy Scott for Alyssa, where you see their entire full one hundred percent critique for Alyssa Edwards saying everything you know, more than they said in the show, but you see the parts they said in the show, plus more. And uh, the fuck you to Alyssa for it. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna lie and say that we did this. Here you go. By the way, Alyssa Fifi, or Fifi? They no, they did. They they showed the critique for Alyssa because Fifi's contention was that they had taken de- the compliments for detox and given them to Alyssa. Oh, okay. So they okay. showed Alyssa's full critique so that you could see. No, Alyssa got compliments from Carson, and here are the compliments, and just the way you saw it. Where did and they then, release yes, there was Where did they release these at? I think it's on the Logo YouTube channel. You can also find it on the Drag Race subreddit. Okay. So um, it's four minutes long. I mean, you also get to, it's, it's interesting because you get to see Carson is like a lot like us. He'll say like, Alyssa, I really bl- – Alyssa, I really like – he like stops right. and yeah. starts and yeah. does yeah. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. – um, but you see the full critique so that they could show like, bitch, don't do this. We will come at you. So Afifi's response has been that they cut and pasted, but that doesn't make any sense. You see, They say, Alyssa, this is how we feel. 
So, uh, so yeah, so there is, there are accusations of manipulation, but when they, when it feels, when they, when World of Wonder feels like it, then they release the full, um, stuff. But there's also a war between them, obviously. Well, and I saw the thing where Fifi posted something in the beginning part after the elimination in the beginning of the episode where she talks about where they made it look like she was so annoyed at the way Alyssa was asked acting, but then they show, she, she, I saw she posted something where she's like, you can tell it's from different things because at one point she's in front of the couch, the white couch. And when they show me, I'm standing in front of the couch. I'm not even facing the couch and she's nowhere to be seen. I so. agree with that. You can tell that there's some sort of weird, they're going to make a Fifi look annoyed with Alyssa all the time. And I, you can tell it look, it looks heavily edited. It, it appears to be heavily edited. Yeah. Not as heavily edited as Finding Prince Charming, but that's not really. All right, are we ready to move on then? Let's move on. Well, this is going to sound vaguely familiar. Back in the workroom, <laughs> there is some doubt as to whether the winning queen would stick to the original agreement. So do you think that the girls in the top are going to stick to our idea of what did the judges have to say and that's who we're going to nope. choose? I think I'm iffy if one of them. Oh, which one? I'll say it out loud. I'll no, what? I mean, because we're both she's, thinking she's, the same but person. She's been, she's been vocal about it. Like, it's not a secret. Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa. The one that I feel would play it the way that we said we would is detox. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't in the script. But what I did do today was I went back to the clips that we pulled from last week's episode where they made the agreement. Daniel, it's clip 12A. Please play that. Now, is it whoever's weakest in the challenge or challenge plus runway or challenge divided by runway times two? Whoever accumulates the most points. All right. It's nice. It's an accumulative contest. But that's a really good question. What factor does the runway play? If it's a tie, you got to break it with the runway. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. That doesn't even say that that answers your question. Right. That doesn't, but that doesn't say anything about the judges. In no, other but words, it does say, but what, this, this just proves my point that we did not hear that whole conversation because what they seem to keep harping on is the fact that we, we all agreed that whoever the judges single out, that's who we should go. But even here in that elimination strategy, they're like, all right, well, if it's a tie, then it's the runway. It's just like, but that doesn't say anything about the judges. We didn't hear in that fairness, whole conversation. In fairness, I only pulled last week, not knowing this was a big deal, a little bit of that conversation. It's an extended conversation I didn't pull. I should have gone and pulled the whole thing today, but, um, there's an there's an extended conversation. I only pulled a small portion of it. Taylor, what do you have to say about this? I I think at this point, you knew it was going to happen eventually, where somebody was going to go against this this agreement that we're talking about. I I will give this to Daniel as far as I well that came off awfully patronizing. I didn't mm-hmm. mean that to sound the way I did, but I think the idea of the strategy if Alyssa is playing the game strategically versus wanting to be the nice person, it makes sense. I I, I kind of. At this point, that we do. Right. I, I, at this point, I'm ready to move on to talk yeah, about no, something I, else. I, 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 I just, I want to quote last week's recap that we did, where Taylor the Latte Boy said, "Well, it, I'm glad that they showed us the lipstick that Katya picked, and I hope they do that every week because one week it's going to be where the one queen picked one and the other one went, and then we'll have some drama." Yeah, and that's exactly yeah, what's but it won't gonna, be that much drama because Katya will understand because no, 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 but that's exactly one. what's going to happen this coming week. That's yeah, what they've been is. teasing all week. Is that Fifi and Roxy and whoever are pissed off? It's like, well, you didn't agree or you didn't live up yeah, to our. I yeah. understand that. I understand that. But in the end, though, it won't. It won't. I, my speculation is that part won't be so dramatic because Katya understood how the game was played. She understood what the agreement was. So when she sees that 
um, Detox chose her, she'll know it was a number thing. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't think it, I don't think it'll be oh, okay. drama with Katya. I think it'll it's just this is going to be the whole spark off of like them you yelling at Alyssa, right? Yeah. On the other side of things, if you think about it, Katya is a very strong contender. She very is. strong. She is. So if you're on Al- the Alyssa, other side uh, of this argument, Alyssa is a fool not to get rid of Katya. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. No, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. If you're on the other side of this argument, you're saying, bitch, the numbers work in our favor here to get rid of a giant. Yeah. What are you doing? You're right. dumb. We, you just hurt everybody's chances. I also think Alyssa, look, Alyssa's very married in the world of wonder and logo. And maybe the producers didn't directly state it, but they may have said like, Alyssa, you know, um, <laughs> It's it's funny because you know uh, detox is probably no. going to go by the numbers. No, no, no. Pick See, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because I'm I'm going to play this clip for you. Uh, How are you all pulling these clips up so fast? No, no, no. Are this you all, like prepared no, we, like we, a debate team. No, 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 no. I, we just heard this. We just heard this. Uh, this this clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. So do you think that the girls in the top are going to stick to our There's idea? Something that Fifi says that you should listen to. What the judges for. have to say, and that's who we're going to choose. I think I'm iffy if one of them. Oh, which one? Now listen to Fifi. I'll say it out loud. I'm no, what? I mean, we're both she's, thinking she's, the same like, person. She's been, she's been vocal about it. She's been vocal about it. Apparently, like uh, Alyssa, this is no secret. That Alyssa is, uh, is challenging. It's not Alyssa's secret. Yeah, it is, this is not Alyssa's secret. It's just like, you know, cause they're all like, oh yeah, well, Alyssa's been very vocal about not going with this strategy. So it's just like, it's not like that's a huge shock to them that she's not going with their strategy. They're, they're worried about it. She's been vocal about it. We didn't well, see that. It up. Yeah. All right. Back on the main stage, Alyssa wins the lip sync and announces her decision. I'm lost. What's our clip number? 13? 13. Alyssa Edwards, with great power comes great responsibility. Which queen have you chosen to get the chop? I often tell my students that winning isn't everything, but wanting to is. I chose the queen to stay based on when I looked into her eyes, the conviction that I felt. Sometimes being in the bottom could just be a one night kind of gig. So the queen that I'm sending home that's ginger. As it is written, so it shall be done. Ginger Minge, you are an all-star. Now, sashay away. I truly respect you from the bottom of my heart. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they got me, gal. <laughs> Katya's laugh sounds so fake. Oh. Katya, I love you. You have a lot more to show. Outside of the studio. I just gotta say this. Being a bottom is not just a one night gig. Go ahead. Taylor. Wait, we have more, we have more clips. Oh, yeah. One more back clip. in the workroom. Sorry, back in the workroom. Ginger says adios. I'm not surprised that Alyssa sent me home. From day one, she's been gunning to get rid of the competition. And I feel like I was competition for her. She and I do kind of the same thing. Huh? But I have no hard feelings towards her. It's to get the... Ooh, girl! What the hell? Ginger! Not to worry. All is not lost. You still have a chance to return. For your revenge. What? <laughs> 
Revenge? I'm ready to knock Alyssa out of this competition now. Let's do it. Bum, 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 bum. Taylor the Latte Boy, what are your thoughts? Um, Two thoughts in particular. Uh, actually, I don't understand how Alyssa won the lip sync. I think between the two, Detox was more enjoyable to watch, whereas I thought Alyssa looked angry when she was doing it and was just kind of, we get it, you do flips, but there didn't seem to be any um elegance to it. And I get that it's a, you know, a, a late 80s dance song, but it just it just seems like the whole time I'm like, she looks horrible. And she wasn't even, we know that Alyssa's a good dancer. Obviously, you know, she won the the Black Swan Challenge in her season and and all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I don't get why she won. I, I don't understand it other than the fact that she did flips and and Detox didn't. Well, let me ask you this question, Taylor. Are you saying this in terms of the presented show is the reality or you just truly don't understand? <laughs> I'm saying it is the presented reality. Okay. Well, then you're right. I don't understand either. <laughs> really? I find that because you know what? As soon as Alyssa hiked her leg up and then flipped her wig on beat and started lip syncing perfectly to the music, I was like, oh, she won. Because like Detox was just kind of like standing there doing like some kind of like pointing thingy thing. And it's just like, I thought, uh, I thought Alyssa did a great job on the lip sync. I disagree. I respect, I, disagree. I respectfully I agree disagree. With I, I guys, don't respectfully no, You know what? That's the great thing asshole. about drag. <laughs> the great I think thing you're about an asshole drag. and an idiot. I don't even know what you're doing on this show. I can't <sighs> believe you can operate a microphone. Whatever. Let's ask Jay Ellis what he thinks. Anyway, uh. Okay, Jay, what are your thoughts? No, it's anyway, not when Daniel, I what were your covered. thoughts? Uh, no, I, I, what, what was the question? I liked, I thought Alyssa, <laughs> I thought Alyssa was great and that I thought that she, you know, now if you want to go with the Larry Flick conspiracy or several of our which, emailers conspiracy, which is right, they chose Alyssa to win because they know that she was going to eliminate yeah. Ginger. They didn't want to eliminate Katya. But, um, no, I thought, I thought they both did great lip syncing. However, I thought Alyssa, I didn't care for her splits and all that stuff. I just thought she did a great, like she, she, I thought she did a great job lip syncing that song. Let's move on to Fifi O'Hara on the show. The producers continue to give Fifi a villain edit, though she didn't do much on the show. Here, Fifi gives her thoughts on Alyssa Edwards. Alyssa's like fucking batshit fucking funny crazy, but I don't think she knows how to really channel that into like the acting or like the comedy. Alyssa's too concerned about how many GIFs she can get made after this and, you know, what t-shirt she's going to sell next. <laughs> next, Ginger gives her thoughts on Fifi. I like Fifi a lot, but I think Fifi had certain notions in her head when she walked into this competition about what she needed to do to redeem her reputation from her season, what she needed to do to last a while, and all of those things don't necessarily mesh well with one another. Her dress is so big. To be traveling in that big dress. So sometimes it feels like she goes out of her way to ruffle somebody's feathers or to plant a seed of self-doubt. It's weird. Note to our international listeners, um, Fifi was not in the room with Ginger. They cut to a clip <laughs> of Fifi telling Ginger that her dress was too big. Finally, Alaska... 
to Fifi about her portrayal on season four and its subsequent backlash. I'm sitting next to the baddest bitch in RuPaul's Drag Race history right here, if you ask me. You were like, this bitch is annoying me, so I'm going to fucking talk about her. I had no apologies. I was going to be something I wasn't. Well, let's say you know this. Like, that drag just was not something I grew up with in Texas. It was all about how many pageant titles you had. So when I see someone like Sharon, and I saw that she was winning everything, I saw it as like a threat, and I think that's where a lot of the anger came from. It didn't help me afterwards. What happened afterwards? I think, I think that people couldn't look past. I watch reality TV, and I don't like people on there too, but I would never go and like threaten them or want to throw acid in their face. People threaten to throw acid on your face? Yeah, actually in LA. You know who really hated me during my season? Detox. Really? Did you? I was evil to her because there was this fucking cunt who was evil and rotted to everybody. And of course, I wanted to protect my sister. That's my family, you know what I mean? So like every week I would like attack creepy. He blocked me for a while too. Did that ever hurt your feelings though? I, I literally had one breakdown moment and I remember crying in the car. Aww. After season four, there was a slight period of time. I almost quit drag. It was just too much to handle. I just didn't feel safe going anywhere. People really take it seriously and they wanted to hurt me, so they just were like, maybe it's best you don't show up. That is insane. That is awful. I just hope that there's a movement toward people being a little less awful and hateful on social media. Treating people that way is like so unacceptable. No, totally. I think that people are people and we do the best we can. And if you're attacking someone online, who you think is a monster, then maybe you're a monster inside. Be nice. For fuck's sake. It's just drag. Taylor the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts on those clips? Um, Fifi's villain edit, what are your thoughts about the bullying and the coming after Fifi you know, online and wanting to throw acid in her face? Well, I think that... It- I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. I mean, actually, I do, I, that's not true. I do know how I feel about it. I, I think that it's, she kind of got, she definitely got the villain edit, and it's somebody that we all talked about how much we didn't like her. I feel like, you know, people, people do take, and we do it, we all obviously take the show pretty seriously. You know, we enjoy it, but we take it seriously. And I think that there are people out there that kind of forget that it is just that it's a show. There are people that don't recognize that it's edited months before you actually see it and that it's picked apart and figured out what is going to make it the most entertainment for people. And that these people, they have actual lives and they're not necessarily that she's not Fifi O'Hara all the time. Now she might be a bitch all the time, but she's not necessarily Fifi O'Hara. So I, I get why she's doing this i get why she's trying to market her brand uh, to be you know a little bit nicer but is that really why you should come to all stars daniel brewer yeah i think this is just kind of a a wow wow right it's like if you if you don't want to be mean then don't be mean um you know i i see this a lot uh i don't want to go political i'm not going to go political okay jay ellis <laughs> But I'm just saying, he's like, you know, like the, the whole, like people want to throw acid on her face. People, he's like, she's now she's taking like random internet comments seriously. I don't think I could be wrong. Someone could prove me wrong if they choose, but I don't believe there was ever actually a serious concern that someone was going to show up at a club and walk in with a vat of acid, waddle up to the beginning, you know, to the front of the stage and like throw me like acid. I've worked in clubs before, right? There's security in clubs. It's like, and it's like, I just don't, I feel like it was a bit, you know, wah, wah, histrionic kind of a thing. It's like she, she, she got a bad edit. 
<laughs> she didn't like the backlash on social media and she somehow extrapolated that into, oh my God, I can't leave my house now. And on one hand, that's sad and that's fair, right? That she, you know, that she's just a person and that she shouldn't be made to feel like she can't leave her house. But on the other side, I think that's just a lot of those, you know, kind of unfounded fears of, you, you, you see other reality shows where there are villains like Omarosa from, uh, uh, the apprentice, the apprentice. Uh, yeah. and whatever that, that embrace those things. And they'll tell you like more people will stop them in the street and say, Oh my God, I love to hate you or whatever. It's like people by and large are, and I will even use myself as an example. I even said on my award winning solo show, if I ran into Ginger Minch, I'd buy her a drink. I would just like, I love to hate her. It's just like, I don't, I don't physically wish smoke her, coming out of this drink. <laughs> I, I don't physically, you know, I don't wish her any physical harm. I'd hate her as a villain on TV. If I were to meet her in person, you know, I would, I would have a drink with her. I would tip her if she was doing a drag show or whatever. It's Daniel. Like, yeah. But you put a metal spoon in this drink and she came out. It was, the tip was dissolved. <laughs> Why did the smoke form a skull and crossbones? Uh, yeah. Because I'm secretly a death eater. And I was like, and maybe, maybe it was that she was like going to have to perform with acid Betty. I don't think that anyone was going to throw acid in her face. Oh, Taylor, okay. you have more to say about this? I, I think that, okay, two things come to mind. One is, does, wasn't there some controversy that she talked about the fact that like her father used to beat her or something or she was abused as a kid and then it came to light that that actually wasn't the case. She played that up for the show. Oh, so this isn't her first time to the, uh, pity okay, me, okay. pity me well. Well, yeah, that, that's the one thing. But also, you talked about the fact that, you know, if you met Ginger Minge, that you would buy her a drink and that, you know, that you, as much as you talk about hating her, right. you are different in that there are people out there that are nuts. I mean, you know, I, I Especially deal with, in this fandom. Especially right. in this fandom. We talk about people that are committed. And really, when you think about it, Sharon Needles was like the first one where everybody went batshit crazy and just had this huge following. I mean, out of the, would you agree with that as far as drag race? She was really the first one that kicked that off. So, and when, and when you, and not to stereotype, but when you've got some of these folks that are, you know, they're creaky and creepy and they're kooky, you know, that all like that kind of stuff. It it really, you you didn't really see a lot of changes as far as people changing their mind about Fifi. It seemed until Sharon Needles actually said something and it kind of came to her defense. I remember watching a video where she said Fifi was playing the game. Fifi should have been playing the game. She wanted to be. America's next drag superstar. She wanted, she wanted to be what I was fortunate enough to have. So when you have situations like that, you know, I, I got myself all twisted up. Yeah. But, but, I, but my point is, is that there are security at all these events. It's not like she's going to walk through the front door of, a but club. she doesn't have round the clock security all the time. You know, for a fact that a lot of these drag queens, at least at this stage in the game back four years ago, before drag race got even bigger, where, you know, they, they pay, have to get to clubs and everything by themselves and they're staying in hotels by themselves. And I remember, I want to say it was like Latrice, well, I saw Latrice Royale years ago and she talked about the fact that, you know, later on she talked about the fact that, you know, she travels places by herself. So, and as I, I, you, the two of you are going to make fun of me for bringing this up, but on my podcast, we have a situation in which somebody figured out where I live by going through a bunch of old video podcasts of mine and figuring out some stuff about where I live. It's, it's different and it's not different because ultimately that freaked me out. And it's something where you have to kind of think about that. Look, I have apologized for it a hundred times. I live three blocks away. (laughs) I, uh, I felt like you had invited me over, uh, you know, so, uh, and that person's name was Baba Lou. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I can't get him out of my house no matter yeah. what I do. There's this crazy Cuban stalker that like moved into your house and, and won't leave. Uh, that's what it is. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of these things where the RuPaul's Drag Race fandom is very, very passionate to the point where it's kind of scary. I mean, we've never dealt with anything like that, but we get very passionate emails, very passionate about people who are very passionate about their queens. And I, I could, I don't think that's, I don't think Fifi's lying here. I think it would be very reasonable to expect that she would get. Now, let me tell you this. She probably got one and there was probably very little credence to it. Or maybe she got a few, but that's still, it's still something scary to get. That's oh, no, scary, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not get. scary. I feel, I feel like if anything, I fault, you know, the, their, their, her management company or whatever. It's like, most of these online crazy people are just online crazy people. It's like they, they will not actually do anything in person. And that's, that's, that's not just me blowing smoke, right? You can read that in places like most people that the anonymity of the internet makes people like crazy, whereas they're not actually really going to show up. It's like, and, and do that. Otherwise we would have like literally YouTube celebrities dying every day. Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're getting to a very long show again. So why don't we move on? Uh, Dana, hey, why don't you, hey, there's nothing wrong with the size of our show, Joe Patance. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel, why don't you pick the greatest hits of the emails? The ones that you think we need, when you went through them, like we need to really talk about, the, the three of us need to talk about this. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to start with our very first email that comes in from Jordan Darling, who says, hi guys, exclamation, exclamation, uh, Joe Batance. That's all it says? No, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say yes. Joe Batance. Oh. <laughs> Jordan Darling. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah. Congratulations, you are the winner of this week's listener challenge. Yes! And it is true. Uh, Jordan was the very first one to email in from the people that we picked. An interesting thought just crossed my mind. How amazing would a Bjork-themed runway be? She's such an icon, and even if you're not a fan, you probably know several of her looks. Her records, Homa... Homogenic Volta Biophilia and the Jordan, goddammit, you just wanted to make me read these things. You have incredibly Jordan, yes, weird artwork. Debut. Mm -hmm. Debut. Oh, that's why you said Bjork's first album was debut. That's and would be was... easy to draw inspiration run on the runway. Maybe this is the Bjork fan in me just being crazy, but I would love a runway like that. Uh have a no, great wait, hold on. Does Jordan acknowledge the contest? Yeah, he said Joe Batance, congratulations. You are the winner of oh. this week's challenge. Oh, okay. I thought it was you saying it. No, that well, was no, but now, that was that was an agreement between the three of us. So yes. is it really something where is that just the perceived reality of it? Or <laughs> I said I confirmed it. He was the first person to uh, email in. I feel like I'm in gay inception. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> uh Jen writes, Hi boys, just want to let you know that I love your show. I've been listening. I read part of this on my solo show, but she had three questions, no, two questions for us. Uh two and a half questions for us. Here's the questions. Number one, do you think Fifi was asked back on the show with the intention of making her the villain, regardless of all the lip service she pays to redemption? Yes. Joe? Yeah, I think they know what she's like. 1A. If yes, do you think she was aware of this going in? No. <laughs> <laughs> A resounding no over there. Uh, and then question number two. Joe has mentioned that Rue hates doing the show. And he thinks yeah. that she's biding her time until Bianca Del Rio is ready to host. I think she's biding her time until Alaska is ready. Any thoughts on that? Alaska would be a terrible host of the she show. Would. She would. Alaska yes. would be. If you've ever seen Alaska's YouTube with her super hot boy, uh, 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 not her boy, her super hot brother, Corey. Yeah, it's just like, uh, she's, she's not a great host. Yeah, Alaska is someone that, the great guest. 
Yeah. I don't know if she's necessarily, you know what? Even actually, I don't know if she's that good of a guest going back to what we talked about before. Um, one of the most boring episodes of RuPaul's podcast is the one with Alaska on it. She's not terribly interesting as a person. Bianca Del Rio is meant to host. In fact, Bianca Del Rio did a, a Reddit AMA today and was asked this very question. Her response was she would love to do it if Rue retired, but now that Rue got an Emmy, she doesn't think she's retiring anytime soon. Not so fast, boys. I won an Emmy. I don't think I'm going away. Yeah, anyway. Uh, thank you very much, Jen. By the way, Jen, uh, this is the email that I sent you a snippet of, Taylor. She has invited you onto her uh, DC Comics podcast, uh, which I, I just now like to plug for her. It's called Worst Collection Ever. So if you're a DC comic nerd out there and you want to listen to a great podcast, check out Worst Collection Ever on iTunes. So you listen to this podcast and you're able to evaluate it was a great podcast, Daniel? No, I'm just saying that she – I'm. you know what? That's just a generic – me saying it's a great podcast because she's a great listener of our show. I haven't. I'm I'm a Marvel boy, so I can't comment on her podcast. Did you and Jen have an agreement that you would say it's the greatest podcast? Hey guys, writes Jeff. <laughs> I've been a quiet but active listener to the podcast through the last season of Drag Race. I always love the recap when none of my friends want to spend hours catching up on the show. You guys always give me a good fill. Yeah, I put on the my emphasis head- on the hours. Mm-hmm. I put on my <laughs> headphones and I listen at work when it's quiet or while pumping iron at the gym. It's the RuPaul Gab Fest I desperately need. Since I was getting jealous of the other dudes out there getting love and attention, I felt compelled to write in and send a few pics. Thanks again, Jeff. Mm. Uh, I so, a few of them. Yeah, I, uh, I've, uh, you guys have seen the pics. I, he says that we fill him up. <laughs> I'd like for, I'd like for him to fill me up because <laughs> God damn. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes Daniel will say someone is hot and I'll be like, I just stay yeah. quiet. You'll notice I stay quiet. I'll be like, mm. right? I mean, I'll feel bad. All the people that he said that to, they're going to go back and listen to the shows. But <laughs> this Adonis this B, Jeff, we're talking about you. Uh huh. No, Adonis, no, Adonis B is beautiful. Adonis B is we're beautiful. Gonna, we're going to have to have, we're going to have to add another contest, the hot listener contest. No, we, not, they're no, all not, hot. No, no, they're, <laughs> oh my God, everyone that sends this picture is so fucking hot. It's so that ridiculous. That is true. Yes. Daniel, we, Dan, did, wait, I know I made that joke, but did I not say when we logged on today? We have the hottest fucking list. We do. Every time, like, some of you guys like us on Facebook and stuff, like, I, like, stalk you guys. He's like, you yeah. guys are an amazingly attractive yeah, guys, group of people out there. You yes. guys are very attractive. My other podcast, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I think they're all fans of my my co-host. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's move on. Jeff is yes. so fucking hot. Yeah. And is he one of those people that did one of the stupid jo- By the way, the joke, I'm too old for Joe. No, he is didn't. officially done. He didn't. He was not one of the people that did that joke. I would say every other email is like, my name is so-and-so. No, he did. He did. He did in the one because he says, he said he, what his age is, what he's getting ready to turn. And then he said, so sorry, Joe. Oh, that's, 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 that's in like the follow-up. That. That's in the follow-up email where he sent and us even more well, pictures. He sent us the pictures. And no, I, I mean, I, he sent us, initially he sent us a batch of pictures. That was even more pictures. Oh, there's a second batch? Yes, there's there's a the, second the first one came in last week. <laughs> we got to go. Wrap it up. Wrap up the show. Wrap up the show right now. Aaron writes... Aaron writes, Hey, I'm Aaron from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of penetration. I love the podcast. (laughs) I love the podcast. All of you. It's great when I'm at work in the bronze foundry with a bunch of breeders who don't even know who RuPaul is. I digress. That handsome shirtless man in the Burger King crown is Jeremy Scott, fashion designer. So happy to see a guest judge with relevance, unlike Raymond Simone Gay, who might not be a fashion people, but it's great stuff. Keep up the good work. Love Aaron. Oh, you may not be fashion people, but keep it's great stuff. Keep up. Well, here's here's what's funny actually is I actually uh, Wikipedia'd uh, Jeremy Scott today. Yes, mm-hmm. and 
it, his bio, like three quarters of it is about how he's been sued and settled out of court for ripping people off. So, and by the uh, way, Aaron attached a picture and he's hot also. Oh, really? <sighs> I'm going to check that out afterwards. All right. Can you, uh, post it, can you post it on the screen, Daniel? I want to see. I want to give an instant feedback. Oh, wait. If right. there's silence, that means I don't think he's... <laughs> Oh, oh, that's harsh, Joe Batanz. That there is, we go. That is or harsh. you're masturbating, one or the other. Oh, wait, I have to get to this thing where I share the, the screen. Um, I just screamed masturbating on a RuPaul drag. Did. Did. It was very sad. I wasn't and we have like 14 year old listeners. Wait, where, they masturbate. 14 year olds masturbate. It's totally okay for 14 year olds to masturbate. That's all I did totally when I was, natural. that is all I did when I was 14. That's all I you was do a, when you're 49. <laughs> I was about 14, I think, the first time I did it, too. Oh, I was, you know like, I was so like 12. I had zero. I had zero. Uh, this, zero. Is, this is the best as I can oh. get because I can't seem to get the... Uh, the He's an the, old bronze statue. <laughs> <laughs> he's very attractive. Yeah. yeah. He's got I like the, that look. Yeah, he's got the, 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 the geeky glasses and the septum. Is that what they call it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Aaron. We do appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I want to go here to Catherine, who writes in, Dear Daniel, I feel pathetic taking you up on your offer to remind you if you missed anyone's communications, <laughs> but here I go. This was the text of my Facebook post. Apparently, I missed this on my solo show. I'm sorry, Catherine. Uh, we've now suffered through two subpar Nancy Grace impressions. Do yourself a favor and enjoy the comic stylings of one Sharon Needles on an episode of Alaska's YouTube show called After Show. It starts at 12 minutes and 30 seconds in. Seriously, you won't be disappointed. She included the link for the YouTube show. I did watch it. It was uh, very funny. Uh, so, yeah. it's like So, I guess we should have Sharon Needles back to play uh, Nancy Grace. Okay. Okay. Any other emails, Daniel? Yes. Many, oh. many more. Uh, well, not many, many Wait, more. Wasn't that the greatest hits? Yeah, you said three, and he just did four. No, I didn't say three. I said we have many, but uh, right. Relax. But we, but we said the top three. Oh, I can't. No, I can't do that. Okay, but I need material for. for oh, my trust recap. me. Trust me. I am leaving over half of them for you on your recap. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, but we do have to get through some of these really, real quick. Uh, I'll save that one for you. This is the, from Eric. All right. Uh, this one here. Yes. All right. So this one comes in from uh, Eliana. Hi, guys. My name is Eliana, and I've been listening to your show since the very first episode of the Season 7 Recap. I love your show so much, and you guys make me crack up all the time. I wanted to write to tell you how much I enjoy this show as well as share a few thoughts I had on the episode because none of my friends watch the show, so I have no one to talk about it with. One thing interesting I thought was how when Roxy, Fifi, and Alaska were concerned about Alyssa's decision-making and who to send home this week, I thought that Alyssa was most like RuPaul in her choice as she realized that sometimes people have a bad day. To be fair, I also don't like Ginger and thought her outfit and makeup alone in this episode should got her sent home thanks for the awesome show what do you think uh, about people having bad days no i'm just saying yeah. that, that was that was, she's backing up never mind I, thank you no, I, I i think that i think that that's accurate that sometimes people just have a bad day but as we've seen you know use, using the analogy of top chef the show top chef there are times when you've got the like the top five or six that are the last contestants that it gets it's anybody's game and the one thing that sends that person home that week is that they over or under salted a dish so yeah. when you're dealing with all stars and you're dealing with at this point, there was seven of them left, you know, it could be that, you know, yes, I had a bad day, but that bad day might be the one thing that sends them home. Well, also, I mean, they themselves call it the Olympics of drag. If Michael Phelps fucks up on a race, he doesn't go like, hold up. I had a bad day. Yeah, it's not I Tanya. Had a bad it's, day. <laughs> it's not Tanya Harding with the broken shoelace. 
Yeah. Why? Why? That was not Tanya Harding, the one that hit her. Oh. You're talking about um, <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan. That's all right. Uh, all right. No, here's the penultimate email for this week. Uh, penultimate. Comes, wow. Oh, yeah. Comes in we from another one after this. Mr. Avenger, who writes, "Hi, RDRR. I'm a loyal fan. Christopher B. Just seconds outside of Washington D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. I'm single." I'm six yeah. foot one inches. T- I feel Here like I should be playing like some kind of porn music behind the door. I feel the joke coming. I'm six foot one inches tall away. and a fit 197 pounds mm-hmm. with a shaved bald head and a scruffy facial hair and brown eyes. Sounds hot. And here's yeah. the part where okay. we lose Say Joe. <laughs> Say the joke. I'm 42 years old. Yes, I'm one of your adult gay listeners. And being single, I have plenty of time to overfixate on the details of Drag Race, which I'll get into a moment. But first... I'm enjoying the RDR podcast so very much and appreciate all the hard work you boys put into each and every season. Thank you. I'm also a fan of your individual podcast, which since you may be reading this on the air right now, I'll give them a shout out. There's Taylor's podcast. Pod is my Rue pilot. Daniel's podcast <laughs> is Rubius intent and Joe's podcast is catching visage. <laughs> and I think all of your co-hosts are assholes. No, he said they're wonderful too. I, I made that up. Uh, and here's my observation from episode three of All Stars 2. Alaska's future of drag runway look with her stumbling about and her screaming randomly. That seemed to be a futuristic take on the bride of Frankenstein. Much like Frankenstein's bride, Alaska randomly screamed, staggered the runway with jerking movements and have a similar fizzy electrocuted updo wig hairstyle. Uh, original bride actress Elsa Lanchester would be so proud. Alaska seems like her classic movie star Alaska seems to like her classic movie stars like Elsa Lanchester and Mae West this season. Imagine, imagine if instead of Mae West, if Alaska had done Elsa for Snatch Game, she just she could have just screamed for every answer. That would have got old really fast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! Like that didn't Shut get up. <laughs> like that didn't. Shut up. All right, here's my here's my one complaint with Christopher B. Uh, one. Oh. oh, my one complaint with Christopher B. Uh, he gives us all this information. Not the name of a podcast. One complaint with Christopher B. I don't know Christopher B. <laughs> I, I'm trying to Google his email address. I'm not finding anything. I can't find him on the Facebook. How am I supposed to uh, stalk you, sir? Uh, now we went to the creepy place. <sighs> How am I supposed yeah. to stalk you? That being said, Jeff. Hey, you're married. In- you're married. Shut up. Yeah, but he lives in Philadelphia. He's from Philly. And so am I. So the next time I go up for a visit. Oh, Jeff. He's going to want your cheesesteak. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat his cheesesteak, all of it. I'm gonna oh. take it all in. Oh my god! Is, is, I'll take it. I'll does take it to be the king of Prussia. Does that, <laughs> wait in in Philadelphia? Do they do the cheese whiz on the cheesesteaks? Yeah, steaks? one wit. Mm-hmm. You to get one wit or mm-hmm. one without or one wit onions. <sighs> I'll, 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 he'll be the king of Prussian. My butt. That's. <laughs> are you gonna crack your bell? <laughs> crack my gonna, bell. Oh crack my god. My bell. I'm gonna. I'm, he's gonna be taking a walk down on South Street. If you know uh, what I mean. Wow. But I'll be taking. I'll be taking a walk on South. I don't know. Right, here we're we go. To, uh, yeah. to our final email, it comes in from our. Taylor's gonna pay him a bunch of Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> comes in from our good friend Jamar eighty four on YouTube. Uh, I read this on the uh, the 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 my solo show, but I said I was wait and uh, see what your guys' answers whether it was. So here's his his question really quickly here. I always thought a true all-star season would be a season composed of only winners of the previous season. So my question is, if we were to include all nine current winners, what would be the elimination order of the winners, and who do you think would come oh out in the God. top? For, forget Jesus about all right, forget Christ. about we don't we don't have time to do the elimination order because that would be incredibly crazy and we're drunk. But what what are the top three of all the previous winners? If they did an all-stars with all the previous winners, what would be who would be the top three? Easy. Okay, Joe Patan. Bianca Del Rio, Jinx Monsoon, Jinx Monsoon, Sharon Needles. Uh, I would say Bianca Del Rio, Sharon Needles, Chad Michaels. I would say Bianca Del Rio, Violet Chotsky, 
Really? No. Uh. No, I just felt like stirring it up. <laughs> no, I would say uh, uh, Bianca Del Rio, Raja, and Sharon Needles. I agree with that. That could be that's a, that could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Who would be the first one to go home? I think Tyra Sanchez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because there's a good chance Tyra Sanchez wouldn't know she was on the show. She just always looks lost to me. She always looks like, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, those are our, would be the first one to go home. Those are yeah. our emails for this evening. Thank you very much. And by the way, uh, don't, for, don't forget to, don't miss, don't miss Taylor's solo show this coming Friday when he will, uh, read all the rest of the emails. So. All the yeah. rest of the emails. <laughs> and pl- plus the ones, plus the ones coming in. Yeah. Uh, well, here we're, we go. We're very busy. Taylor, is it, are you ready for the fantasy league update? Well, yes. How are we doing? Uh, not well, Joe. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's at this week we have, uh, going down the list of everybody, Adora Delano, still at one, Alaska, eight, Alyssa Edwards, six, Coco, negative one, Detox, three, Ginger Minge, negative one, Katya, three, Fifi O'Hara, one, Roxy Andrews, six, Tatiana, one. Wow. So where is Daniel in this? Daniel is, uh, who had Adora again? I did. You did? Okay, so you have... One plus six <laughs> plus three plus a ten, and you have more. I yeah, don't have time to add the rest oh, of them. You have wow. you have two two sixes and an eight, so you are definitely Joe Patance is clearly in the lead in my sad little drag race all star fantasy football league. Wow! I spent the whole fucking day pulling clips, writing a script. After oh. we're done, Dan is going to take this and do the technical nonsense. Oh my god! Okay, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eight. Plus three. Oh, well, I think there's nothing one, more exciting than listening to you do math on the, uh. Plus six. Sixteen. Plus one. Seventeen. There you go. Okay. I'm trying so to get to, to the, 17. I'm trying to get to the Vic Pete's recap page, but dear God, their website there's is. There's a lot of steps. Yeah, no, they don't yeah. sponsor us anyone. Anyway. They're like, oh, so many steps. Vic <laughs> uh, Pete, come on. Get your website crap going on here. Let's yeah, see. pick a better website builder. I did find out that I do have a PickPete page. It was yes. just I was using the wrong email address, and now I can't remember my password. That's what I was doing at one point when you asked a question, yeah. and I got the deer in the headlights look because I was trying to log in, see what my points were. Here's the fun part. I'm like actually trying to go to the RuPaul. All right, here we go. Uh, so I want to say this really quick on the PickPete stuff. At the moment, uh, Katya is leading with 26 points. Alaska has 20 points. Detox has 8 points. Roxy Anders, 3. And Fifi O'Hara, 3. So, uh, if those are on your, your pick threes, then, uh, you're doing well or well. Those were the, uh, and, and how did you, how are you doing so far, Daniel? What's your score? I, you know what? Because I had a door in my top three, I'm kind of like, I'm down to just two scorers. Uh-huh. Right. I'm currently at, where's my, I'm in, what? That can't be right. Am I in 14th place out of 5,372? No, I can't no. possibly be. Okay. Uh, if you just okay. go to the scoreboard, it tells you what your score is. I know that's where I'm going right now, but it's he's not telling my point. I have 82 points. Wait, you have oh you have more points than I do. I have 82 points. Okay, because as of last week with season two episode episode two, I got an email saying that I was in third place out of 5,400. Oh yeah, 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 but you're people. tied. Yeah, like there's there's like a thousand people that are in first place. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm not as excited about this anymore. <laughs> Screw you. So yeah, it's correct. <laughs> I am tied for 14th place out of 5,372. I have 64 points out of 118 points. Wow. Well, that sounds really low. But no, wait, wait, wait up at the very top where it says place. What is your where place? At the very top of the screen. When you go to scoreboard, the very top of the, uh-huh, go to scoreboard, then click on Rupa season two. 
And oh, you both gave me shit for doing math on the well, show, and you guys are talking okay. through five. See minutes. at the top, on the top right hand side, where it says place, and it'll say something slash five. Oh, three, I'm seven, second. Two. Oh, there you go. So you're tied for second for five three out of five thousand three hundred seventy two. Okay. All right, very good. All right, all right. Uh, okay, we're we ready for the listener contest update. I know I won. You did. I got Jordan Darling. Jordan, Jordan Darling, <laughs> you're ineligible. I cannot pick you no more. Oh. Believe me when I tell you, I'm going with hashtag Tyler H. Wow. Going I'm going back, back to... with hashtag Tyler H. <sighs> Who's second? Uh, well, who came in second? Well, I'll get the pick. I'll say Taylor. Sarah Yu. I'm sticking with Sarah Yu. Eventually, she'll do me proud. Uh, I'm going to go with Sater. <laughs> I'm going to go with Scott and Sater. Since we can uh, repick them after the, uh, well, we've, the that that's fine this week, but let's establish the rules here. So you're saying we just have to skip a week? It'll be a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Did it's kind of pick. Go ahead. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get into it. I can't. So don't worry about it. What? Trying to get into what? Trying to get into pickpeat.com. Oh, oh yeah. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're we're past that. <laughs> oh, get into oh, it. Okay. Wow. Jesus Christ. All right. Are we ready for this? All right. So once again, now, I think it's pretty clear. Taylor won last week for the talk up contest. Beyond one. He like, uh, he, he, whatever the sports talk is for like embarrassing some other, embarrassing your opponent. He did that to me. Trash talking. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Taylor, as the winner, you get to select who is going to go first on this week's listener. I mean, talk up contest. Don't we have a, yeah, no, but, you get to pick, you get to pick okay. who goes first. Cause it's gonna go I thought you were song. gonna do the joke. Oh yeah, the heels or wheels. Heels or oh, wheels. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry. No. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Taylor, heels or wheels? I'm so not editing that. Heels. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Daniel can go first. Daniel can go Daniel's first. Daniel's gonna go first. <sighs> All right, Daniel, start the contest. Prior to tonight's recording. You were asked to prepare a radio talk for the song used for last week's lip sync for your legacy. Daniel, Taylor, the time has come for you to talk up for your legacy. Good luck. And don't fuck it up. Is it weird that I can actually... 82 degrees in downtown L.A. right now. Hey, if you're out on the 101 right now, you got some traffic backing up there from the uh, Trump rally that's going on down there. And that weird smell, well, that might just be coming from the same place. You're listening to KRDR. That's a pretty stiff competition. There, that was that was really good, and I apologize. I did not try to fuck with you. I <laughs> didn't realize we were going right into the song. What I was going to say is, I can picture the two of us standing on the runway, and the camera swoops with the lightning. I, I can see the two of us standing there, all like prepared for battle with the shoulders back and all that. I did. I did. Ridiculous. All right, Taylor, are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to count you down. All Three, right. two. It's 1058 in Tampa Bay, WRDR, 80s channel. This is a song Michelle Visage wished that she sang, but somebody with talent actually did. You're listening to Taylor Dane with Tell It to My Heart. I feel the night 
All right. I think you won that one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I let I let it go too long. I yeah. fuck. Your job was to quote unquote hit the post. I know. Right, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Well, we'll see. You know, you know, a lot of factors can come into play with people's votes. You know what, uh, Taylor? Wow. Maybe, maybe you know, being in the bottom is just a one-time gig. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> is it not for me? I'm in the bottom all the time. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, now did you did you did oh. you record this? And I'm supposed to play this now? Oh no, we play it after after he says sashay wait till next week. Okay, great. I got it. Okay. I love well, I that, love doing show talk on this show because I think you know it brings the audience in. It's very meta. when we talk yeah. about editing and production yeah, for know, another exactly. show, we, we should know, have it. Know. You know exactly. What's good for the goose? It's but also the- when you edit this, I mean, it's very easy to edit this out at the end of the show. It's true. Well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Email us at guys at Drag Race Recap. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Race Drag Race Recap. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com/dragracerecap or go to dragracerecap.com for all of our old episodes. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy, Daniel Brewer and myself, sashay away until next week. You can find Daniel Brewer on Twitter at Daniel Brewer, on Instagram at Daniel J Brewer and at his other podcast Dubious Intent which is at dubiousintent.com. Taylor the Latte Boy. You can find him at podismycopilot.com and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Joe Batanz has a lot. First of all, you can listen to me every Friday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on one-on-one with Larry Flick on Sirius Satellite Radio, Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105, where we will recap the previous night's RuPaul's Drag Race. You can also listen to my other podcast, Catching Up, which is available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also listen to the show that I have with Daniel Brewer and Adam Burns, which is Finding Prince Charming Recap. Again, available on iTunes or at charmingrecap.com. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out other great podcasts at pride48.com slash shows.